वेलकम टू ऑडियो ज्ञान विद केदार निमकर अ पॉडकास्ट दैट डॉक्यूमेंट्स इनसाइटफुल कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद इंडियन डिजाइनर्स आर्टिस्ट म्यूजिशियंस राइटर्स थिंकर्स एंड क्रिएटिव्स ऑफ ऑल टाइप्स कैच अस ऑन आईट्यून्स और विजिट audiogyan.com फॉर मोर ज्ञान सेशंस हियर्स योर होस्ट केदार निमकर अकॉर्डिंग टू द लेटेस्ट पैन इंडिया सर्वे बाय डिस्ट्रिक्ट इंफॉर्मेशन सिस्टम फॉर एजुकेशन और डाइस every two in five elementary schools in india don't have a playground which are the two of the 10 basic norms mandated by right to education act a survey conducted covered 1.5 million elementary schools in 680 districts across the states catering to 19 crore children and 40% of the education institutes are having zero outdoor sports facilities however i'm not going to rant since there's a ray of hope not because our pm modi ji is speaking about yoga and teaching yoga but because i have anjali menon with us on audio gan she is a co-founder of gudgudi anjali menon with aditi agarwal who works in bangalore started gudgudi in 2014 it's a design studio that specializes in catering innovative play spaces for children of all abilities they aspire to transform public spaces and improve the quality of life for children and society at large We'll try and document a broad landscape of playing areas for children in India and how Gudgudi is trying to make a dent, actually not make a dent, but smoothen the slides and the swings so the kids can play freely. So thank you, Anjali, for giving your time, and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. So yeah, uh, based on whatever I've researched about you, I've like come up with few questions, mm. and uh, it's mainly to document and understand or uh, research like a. basic research which i have done about gudgudi uh, it's more mainly to understand your process uh, mm. the kind of work gudgudi is doing and yeah basically few questions around that uh, in one of your articles you mention uh, this is a small quote from your article itself so we do not only design for special needs children we design for everyone they have to be part of the same society as everyone else and that cannot happen in isolation so we design play experiences that are fun for everyone uh so can you start by telling us like a brief background about gudgudi how did it start and what's the story behind it um so the idea of uh, the idea of gudgudi not not the name and the idea to start a studio but the idea to do um something in the field of play started i think sometime in 2011 when me and aditi were still students at nid uh and we had this course called design for special needs um in that they basically um you know prod you to think beyond the mainstream and look at people who have slightly different needs than what the mainstream has um and while doing that and while we were looking at organizations who do work in the field we uh, visited something called blind people's association in amdabad um where um they have children of different ages abilities living there and studying there and me and aditi made several several visits there we were trying to you know figure out what we want to do within this space of kids and uh, bpa and uh, while we were there we noticed that you know th- these kids don't really play outside mm. at all like even if they are playing cricket or whatever they are playing it's all indoors and is it uh, by design or is it by uh, is it like a conscious choice because they shouldn't get hurt or is it uh, they're just not being provided with that i think it's a little bit of both one is that um, you know with children with special needs parents everyone are overly concerned they're also very very shielded which again um doesn't let these kids have confidence in themselves if you don't let them be um so it's 
it's a little bit of both and when we spoke to teachers and parents we realized the same thing uh, because they are also trying to shield their children um, from getting teased or you know uh, mocked bullied or whatever yeah, yeah at the playground uh, plus koi bhi neighborhood mein aisa koi playground hai nahi jo inke liye appropriate ho mm-hmm. that they should mm-hmm. um so those were so that became our sort of starting point and our first starting point was to figure our immediate instinct was to make it physically safer for them like add belts and you know make the heights okay and everything and after a few rounds of that we figured out ki ye to bahut hi boring ho raha hai matlab play ka kuch bhi nahi hai you're just adding safety measures then we started looking at what really plays and how we played what are the different types of play and that sort of became more interesting we figured out that play is not just you know climbing swinging crawling there's so much of sensory play there's so much cognitive ability that's developed it's so much about communication taking risk um you know learning how to fight learning how to resolve fights hmm. all those intangible things was we found so interesting yeah. um and plus we sort of clubbed that with um how occupational therapy was conducted at the bpa school hmm. um so like they uh, conducted sp- you know certain very specific activities indoors so that kids can develop their balance uh, they get exposure to different sensory surfaces so that along with um the types of play became sort of our starting point mm-hmm. and we started coming up with ideas mm-hmm. but this was just because you keep kept visiting or uh, like you mentioned about uh, uh, your professor like how did that yeah so our infused. professor for this course was uh, mr praveen nahar so he had a major major role to uh, you know he wouldn't allow us to settle on a brief we were very eager ki you know ek hafta ho gaya do hafte ho gaye humne kuch start nahi kiya we need to start finalizing a brief he was like or or get into it a little deeper hmm. figure out what this really is before you decide on ki design kya banana hai very nice so that that was great hmm. so because of that we also visited a few public parks in ahmedabad uh we visited few other organizations we spoke to uh mental health experts people who work with disability um so that that really helped so initially about 2 3 weeks was just documentation and after that also before we could get it get into any design we decided ki let's just put up a few prototypes at bpa see how these kids react to movement um color just to test that we made a few thermocol prototypes with pop all that we put it up there and for the first day or two nobody even looked at it mm-hmm. so we were like ye kya ho raha hai this is you know a complete disaster and all that then after that we thought ki um these kids are not used to they don't just go and interact with objects that are lying around they need to be sort of introduced to it mm-hmm. so we yeah so we did one session uh with kids there where the teachers parents they brought them out and they told them ki you know they got them to touch it to feel it to start playing with it um then also they were a little cold and then we were like we were also a little low for about a week or so and after a week when we went there everything had broken wow <laughs> so you know they had used it so much and some of the teachers and all had taken videos for us ki uske sath kya kya kar rahe so that sort of gave us that confidence ki we could try something and maybe people are going to use it hmm. and it also gave us a sense of scale because we had never worked with kids before hmm um and also an understanding of how kids play together like lot of times they don't just play alone or what are their group sizes like mm. what are their dynamic like honestly that's something that we're still figuring out mm. but at that point we got some idea of, of that mm-hmm. and we made a few designs um and the blind people's association people everyone there from their director 
Mr. Punani to Nandini Rawal who handled things. They were all super supportive. Hmm. And once we made our 3Ds and we had some ideas, they were like, try it and see it. And plus, there was Mr. Pravina's encouragement. He was like, Cartoon Network's sponsorship, take it. Like, we were going all over to find money to build it. And then we found uh, one Mr. Praful Shah, who was, who was a supporter for BPA for a very, very long time. So he sort of identified with the project and he said, Ki, I'll fund it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so what started off as like, you know, like a four-week course became like a six-month thing for us. Mm-hmm. So we kept on, all our other courses got neglected. I mean, we had to stay at NID a little longer, which was fun anyways. But so we gave all our time to this. And at the end of, I think about five, six months, it, it got done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had that Sorry, constraint. Uh, uh, did you have any support from any counselors, psychologists, psychiatrists to understand that? Or it was just like, uh, to begin with, it's purely common sense, it's observation. No, that actually. So BPA like that is very self-sufficient. They already have therapists. They already have occupational therapists. So at every stage that we would go with a sketch, we spoke to everyone there from like parents to occupational therapists, everyone, the entire kind of people and got their inputs. Hmm. So that was how the ideas uh, came along. But I think what what we needed to do then is that we just needed to make it and we needed to see how much ever we tried to do it at paper, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't work. So we mm. decided keep banate and then there was that constraint of doing it at a low budget. Mm. Um, so me and Aditi explored a completely different side of Ahmedabad, which is all rag pickers and plastic weight collection. So we collected a lot of such junk, used some materials that um, BPA themselves made. So they make a lot of DRs and other clay products that we kind of in- integrated in this. And at the end of it, it got built. Mm-hmm. But still, it was an MVP or like a real structure which has a longer shelf life? No, no, a real structure. Very, okay. very real structure. Oh, nice. So that also challenged us as designers because it's by till then we had only built prototypes on campus, which is a very shielded kind of environment. Everyone does what you say and you get stuff mm-hmm. made. But mm-hmm. dealing with vendors outside, um, and you know, doing figuring out all those challenges how do you sort of uh, do that? Yeah, yeah. So that was a different learning altogether. Real life stress test. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so this was like a six-month project. And then uh, how did good goodie happen? I mean. So after that, what happened is we we both graduated and uh, I got placed. I was got placed at an office furniture design firm. And very soon realized that that's not for me because we already had this spark. Like we were talking about it, but nobody really has a play design studio. So we're like, yeah, whether it's even a real thing, we weren't mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So we toyed around the idea for about a year or so. And finally, one one day when Aditi was in Bombay, our parents encouraged us. Everyone around had been telling us, Ki, ye nahi karte? so we made a presentation uh, about why by then we were only focusing still on very much on special needs because that's what we had tried and tested and we were confident about Mm. so we made this presentation and we identified like 50 schools in uh, Bombay which are special schools and we sent it out to them Mm. thankfully the next day 10 responded so that was like a huge uh, motivation (laughs) so we went and met a few and within about a month or so we got our first project uh, so the first playground that we built as Gudgudi was uh, for Jaivakil school in Sivri. 
so that again they uh, so when they gave us our we asked for 50% advance in full confidence so when they gave us a ch- check and they were like ki kaun sa naam likhna hai we like oh god bank account nahi hai <laughs> so you know that's how it was so organic the entire process mm-hmm. um and then we went from project to project and and the more work we did we realized what this means with every project we also learned ki wo kaise use ho raha hai um and how this is we ourselves were restricting it to special kids mm-hmm. but the idea itself is is plates for everyone mm-hmm. uh, so in our own heads that got broadened and that's when when that happened everything else you know happened interesting very beautiful journey <laughs> uh so can you share any particular case study with gudgudi um maybe it could be panchakula or or any other site in bombay like uh when you stepped into the real world apart from the exposure you had from bpa uh what was the brief like how do you approach a particular uh, given given problem statement or uh how do you come up with different use cases and then also how do you measure like the final impact versus like what the output is and what the impact was uh yeah and how how are you measuring it as well and what's the the process overall like with any particular uh, example okay. So now we work with a wide um, wide range of clients like a lot of different so we work with special schools NGOs um regular mainstream uh, schools we do government projects we work with real estate developers indoor playscapes hotels resorts pretty much everywhere that where there is a play area and the brief of the subject yeah yeah <laughs> and the brief is uh, very very different everywhere uh but we sort of um stick to our core so every playground that we build is is inclusive um and even even if the brief is a certain way that is something that we don't compromise on sorry what do you mean by inclusive in this context so by inclusive i mean one that it's inclusive uh to children of different ages often play is only considered for the younger kids between 4 to say 8 but kids up to 12 or even up to 14 really enjoy being on the playground so not all kids are um into any sport a lot of them are not mm. and you just want to hang around with your friends and enjoy play so that's one kind of inclusion in terms of age group and the other is in terms of abilities so whether you're visually impaired um you know or if you've got a temporary fracture in your leg for 6 months or whatever any kind of impairment so it's for all all ages and all abilities mm. So what we try and do with every project is that we have these type five types of play. These five types of play, how they're relevant to all the age groups. Mm. So every playground that we build has activities that are a balance. So there's something for everyone. And our constant focus has been to uh, move beyond uh, accessibility and physical inclusion because, of course, that's one part that has to be there. Mm. The playground has to be physically. uh accessible but after the after a wheelchair user reaches there he has to find an activity that engages him just by taking uh, someone along a wheelchair along a path is not interesting enough mm. he's a child with he or she is a child with an active imagination who's also gauging and grabbing everything around them mm. so to give them that stimulating environment uh as an add on to accessibility mm-hmm. and and uh so how does this work because at least from where i design at least uh, there is a always a focus about and there's a concept called et20 right you design for 
80 percent uh which is the maximum use case hmm. and then 20 hmm. percent yeah you either gracefully degrade them sometimes polarize them hmm. but that cannot happen in your case so how do you deal with that I think in our case, by when you when you design for that twenty percent, it automatically becomes so much more engaging for everyone else. So oh, how we started way. doing yeah. So why we thought of sensory play as for children with differently abled is because say if you are limited by one sense, all your other senses are very sharp. Hmm. So when you have sensory play, when you have something that's visual, when you have something that has a lot of textures, when you have sound. even a person who's limited by one sense enjoys all that other senses because it's sen- because there is a sensory play element to it mm-hmm. and by doing that it gives so much more stimulation to any other child as well mm-hmm. so that is why uh, like i think it's great that we started designing for special needs and then broadened our um, you know reach yeah 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 uh, so if you can give any particular uh, example of any of one site or a interesting project and just walk us through the experience of building it and how was it received as well so one of our most mainstream projects that i'm very proud of is uh, is the playground that we built for rustam ji seasons uh, in bkc hmm. uh, this was different for us in many many ways one because it was such a such a mainstream sort of client like building for a real estate developer is as mainstream that it gets and getting that sort of acceptance from them and them realizing that this is relevant was a huge win Hmm. um in the process of mainstreaming this plus also monetarily <laughs> yeah monetarily too yeah i mean that's very important for us to sustain so hmm. that's there and also the process was a lot of fun like it so far before that we were thinking very much only in the terms of in the terms of play which is great and in the terms of outdoor durability but what that project did it is also sort of merged architecture sculpture landscape all of those aspects because it became important for it to look as good as functional yeah. so i think that really challenged us and we worked very closely with their team with their landscape team to figure out how this thing looks from top how does it look from the side what is the color scheme like all those things which we weren't doing earlier mm-hmm. the play aspect was always there but this sort of made helped us make an inclusive playground desirable mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a major process in making same it same design mainstream. language too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, in terms of like, what was the brief given and uh, so, what? Uh, uh, being a designer, you also have a constant value add to the entire thing, right? It's hmm, not just aesthetically. Hmm. Yes, function is the basic thing, but where do you add delight? If you have any insights uh, or. anecdotes of such so for us the brief always starts with what kind no, of no with this rustam ji yeah with this also yeah. and on all other projects also depending on what kind of space is it uh whether it's a square shape triangular space what are the things around it how would a child enter it how would he leave so from the space point of view what it's like that was a major constraint here also they had a small space um along with that in this project they had a very strong um visual language in the project like their landscaping was done a certain way it had a lot of um straight lines very clean so that kind of aesthetic uh we had to draw from that kind of aesthetic so that was the brief apart from that they wanted something that could cater to an entire age group from say 2 to 14 wow. because if it's a housing society that playground is going to be there for the next i don't know till it lasts 10 15 years hmm. uh, and uh, also how do we keep the activities relevant to kids who grow up there because the playground is going to be there you'll be you'll go from your first standard to the 10th standard but the playground is same hmm. 
how do you keep that relevant mm. uh, and that is that is something that we also uh, strive to do like in that particular project how we did it is the form language that you see it's very neutral it's not age specific like there are no um, often playgrounds have flowers or cartoon characters something to make it more kiddy and that stuff gets outdated very 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 soon so we try and keep it we've kept that also very very open to interpretation mm. so i'll sorry i'm just digging deeper into it but uh, <laughs> this is my personal curiosity as well and i've done uh, at least in the design space whoever i've interviewed if you can see a pattern it's more architecture and more interior type stuff because that's that's something very uh, mm. i'm really curious about it genuinely so uh what i want to ask is as you said 2 to 14 is a very wide uh, set of people plus if a if a boy or a girl is in say second standard or third standard he or she is supposed to play in the same place for like 5 to 10 years so how like isn't it simple to just keep a open ground as to creating anything i mean does this conflict ever come across was if i have to design i would just say yaar kuch banao hi mat like there are these fancy mall mein play areas right these are i find them shitty so it's just best is open air uh that the temperature is natural because when it's sunny it's sunny you have to deal with the sun when it's raining you have to deal with the wetness and it just there's nothing artificial about it it's just open area so does that conflict with your personal interest versus the brief actually that that does happen because sometimes you're trying to create so many opportunities for play that there is it all becomes too constrained mm-hmm. so we have to create that balance where you don't want to be guiding the child too much ki iske baad ye karna hai iske baad ye karna hai iske baad ye karna hai you give them certain starting points ki you know ye 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 cheeze hai now you do what you want to do with it so mm-hmm. these whatever we create are just starting points mm-hmm. because anyways if you create something for a child that's designed to be used a certain way they're so creative they'll use it in 10 20 other ways that you didn't even think mm-hmm. so we see all our play elements as starting points mm-hmm. for them to engage and figure out what they want to do with it mm-hmm. and we spend a lot of time visiting our old playgrounds that's a lot of fun so you just sit there and you observe ki kya kya ho raha hai Mm-hmm. and uh, it gives just gives you so many insights very interesting and um what was what has been or what is still like the biggest hurdle uh in terms of evangelizing the importance of well designed play spaces i mean uh who are the people you are constantly dealing with when in case of rustam ji is obviously a focus client but uh, open spaces parks uh, other places you did some interesting work in nepal as well indoor if you can give us like a brief about i want to ask two parts to it one is what kind of people you are dealing with hmm. and then we'll probably come to what kind of material you are dealing with but if you can start with people aspect apart so, from your users which are children yeah yeah so we um we are very much into like the b2b space hmm. uh we've specifically chosen it like that because uh we wanted to create larger public Uh, kind of spaces rather than create products at least at the moment create products for individual consumers for their homes the scale of this is much larger so automatically it becomes a b2b so we are dealing with um procurement teams in term in in case of hotels real estate developers or with our indoor play areas what's been nice is we've been dealing with young entrepreneurs who are parents 
uh, and they realize that uh, what's not there for their kids like their kid they have young kids so they realize the kind of play areas like you mentioned in malls that are overstimulating and their kids don't really enjoy it so that, then they you know sort of come to us and they sort of they are also figuring out early mm-hmm. on in their entrepreneur journey ki unko kya karna hai what kind of space so it's a mix of broadly these two then of course there are architects landscape designers hmm. any ngos or government organizations you have interacted uh, ngos ngos again um in ngos also mostly we deal with they are infra teams or um, you know they at least the initial level of dealing is through them hmm. where they identify us and then of course after we get the project we um, engage with the teachers the school team and how tough is it to explain them the importance of like a design angle to this thing because people think these are natural things because we as children have played around trees and hmm. uh, sab kiske ghar mein kuch whatever plastic ka bottle hai usse like whatever yeah. kya ho kya bolte hain the one where you throw the bottle and then three people find it yeah, yeah. we used to call it dabba ice spice Haan, ice spice dabba ice spice yeah or whatever like the same trees are there to for you to play like a forgy and a military session yeah. is the same place where you can so it's the same structure right so we as were not really sensitive to this playing it's just open space you run around you play you play football and thousand other things yeah. but abhi there there will be a threshold right ki kyu karna hai ye sab so what's hmm. the process in evangelizing the importance of it So early on, I must admit that was really, really tough. Now we have a few playgrounds that we've built, and we have videos. We have like some case studies. So now it's a little simpler mm. because we can show these, and mm. sort of the concept is proven. But early on, that was also tough for us because as designers, we tend to only talk design. There are many reasons why people make a decision. Mm. Design or benefit to children is realistically only one part of it. the other is how much does it cost how long is it going to last um and you know uh, whether how much they choose to stand out or what their brand or what their core thing is really hmm. um so after 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 i think the first two years we figured out that design we have to know ki kis se design baat karna hai aur kis se baaki cheeze baat karni hai and yeah. how do we strengthen our product to do all those other things as well mm-hmm. because if um, if someone has to choose a gudgudi playground over any other manufacturer's playground the design is one aspect but if it if we're too expensive or if our products don't last nobody is going to choose mm-hmm. so we got that thrown in our face very early on correct <laughs> correct uh, and that's also made us i'm glad we had that because now we are a much stronger brand because mm-hmm. we focus on all those other things as well mm-hmm. and we can compete with all the other manufacturers out there Mm-hmm. I'm reading this book called uh, Ruined by Design by Mike Monterio, and he explains there that design is a political act because you choose whom you are designing for, you choose whom to discuss the design as well, and also whom not to discuss design as well. Yeah, so that's it's so like true. You clearly have yeah, politics yeah, played here, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, you said you show these two potential clients. So, are there any numbers, metrics as to? It's just smile on children's face is obviously the highest uh, intangible metric. But are there any other metrics which help you communicate that it it's a need, right? Number of people, 
I I don't know frankly so any any insights So right now the metric that we have to figure out how our playgrounds work on who is honestly feedback from parents feedback from teachers and schools So these are again testimonials anecdotal yes, there's no yes. statistics right now No because see suppose if I want to measure ki ek gudgudi playground se ek bacche ka risk taking ability kitna bada hmm. I mean I don't know how to quantify that so yeah. that's a process we're still figuring out how to hmm. what would be the right way to quantify it Yeah and then the second question which I wanted to ask you was what kind of materials you are using and uh, what is being generally used in the industry at least in the Indian ecosystem any insights on that uh, so most of the playground equipment in India is built at least for public spaces is built in metal so that uh, many many reasons it's very very sturdy it's uh, doesn't get vandalized easily uh you can also do a lot more in terms of metal the different types of it so we also use a lot of metal along with that we use uh, ropes we use a little bit of bamboo we use wood um we use nets so there's a mix of different kinds of materials there mm. are some plastic parts mm. uh so but this is this is a pattern across india or in states of assam or something where bamboo is freely like abundant in uh, availability so you use more that towards there have you seen any other aspect uh, other than metal and also in metal which metal is like probably the most ductile is it stainless steel so we use a mix of uh, ms and ss wherever we feel like there is a lot of impact or we want it to be extremely durable or where paint doesn't work hmm. we use ss a lot like all our rope hardware all our other past parts that are supposed to be load bearing are all ss and the larger structures that hold everything uh, those are ms mm-hmm. okay. that also we change we have the advantage of not being tied down to mass manufacturing so right now we still mm. we keep stocks but we um, also make to order mostly especially the large structures mm. so we have that uh, that advantage that you know if we feel like this project requires a certain material we can sort of do that mm-hmm. so i mean that idea that you mentioned if in the northeast we find a community that does great bamboo work mm-hmm. we could include them in our playground and sort of you know get it through them mm-hmm. so that freedom is nice <laughs> <laughs> cool so i want to conclude with one last question you have picked your battle of making play areas more inclusive and uh, welcoming to all types of children so what is the future of gudgudi i mean what according to you is the crying need of the nar with respect to playing spaces areas and overall development of children in the play aspect of things so have you given some thought because it's you've been there for like less number of years as opposed to 20 or 30 years where yeah. you have more more stuff to reflect back on but just any early thoughts uh, about your observation that yeah this is the area where we want to get into because it's it's going to create bigger impact public parks is definitely one such area hmm. because as you also know in in mumbai and in any other metro city the open spaces are anyway shrinking hmm. and whatever open spaces there are for kids they are also extremely restricted um either you know kids of all social strata can't go in a lot of those the guards stop them not everyone from every not every kid can access them uh plus they are not accessible to differently able kids and the quality of them for whatever reason is not is not up is not up to the mark hmm. so definitely an upgrade on all public uh parks and uh, we also realize that this needs to be done at a more holistic level right from identifying the right site for a playground 
so every every neighborhood should ideally have a playground and it should be such that the child can access at least at some level by him or herself it shouldn't be something that you have to travel mm. you know 5 kilometers to go to and you visit only every sunday you know it's plays just should be everywhere and every day mm. um so for that we also recently worked with uh, national institute of urban affairs which is the government's think tank they also have a part called child friendly smart cities so we are working with them to develop a manual on how public parks should be made inclusive and child friendly um along with all other amenities like having washrooms drinking water signage the landscape so we're looking at all um creating a manual considering all the different aspects right from uh, identifying the right, right site um how do you induce local character to it mm. and of course the age groups um how do you consider people who come with kids uh like lots of times young kids come with caregivers parents mm. or grandparents or whatever how are they considered in this whole thing what because, kind of activity they should have apart yeah, from just looking yeah, at the mobile screens yeah. because in picture in movies and all you see right there's this kid playing and this uh, help or whatever mom yeah. and dad are just browsing their instagram yeah. <laughs> we're also thinking of products that play equipment where parents and kids can play together there's so many things that can be done because play playground is play is such a universal thing i think everyone of every you know age enjoys it that's yeah. why we see so many older people swinging on swings that are not meant for them <laughs> because mm-hmm. there is nothing like that is there that's meant yeah. for them mm-hmm. so we sort of see these playgrounds as you know becoming community spaces community public spaces mm-hmm. that you know you can go with your entire family sort of hang out play Sure. So that is the larger vision, and we do want to work a lot more closely with the government. Uh, like our project at Panchkula was the first of its kind, where we worked uh, with the Haryana government and built a public park hmm. with support from Reliance Foundation. So that's a model that we're trying to explore. Hmm. Interesting. I remember one uh, website which I was working on. I it it's still active. It's called Buzzing Bubs. It's based in Bangalore. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, there is one interesting article which lists down all the gardens and play areas in bangalore hmm. i believe there's more than 50 or 100 hmm. uh, hmm. in or jp nagar you see a lot of uh, yeah. open yeah. spaces with lot of gardens and pe- like well designed uh, public sp- uh, hmm. play areas cool i think uh, yeah this is a good note to end this obviously there's a lot more to talk about uh, play yeah. and uh, designing spaces and design in general as well but uh, yeah if people have to collaborate with you um, join you uh, are you looking for interns we're always uh, we're always looking you, for more handle? hands yeah. yeah what's the handle what's the uh, you can check place? out our website which is www.gudgudi.in and we're there on instagram instagram you can look for gudgudi play spaces same on facebook Mm-hmm. So you can look for us, follow our work, reach out to us. We're always happy to have different kinds of people. Whether you're an artist or whether you want to make a video for us or photograph something, we're always looking for that. Superb, superb. So there, like, yeah, Gudgudi is based in Bombay and Bangalore. Yeah, we have two offices. The Mumbai one is based in Thane, and in Bangalore, it's in HSR layout. And a shout out to Aditi. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, okay, thank you, thank you, uh, Anjali, for giving your time, and it was real pleasure talking to you. Thank you, thank you so much. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. 
do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye.